Ladies and welcome to episode number 164 of the Vex on Vex podcast. My name is Vex X. Today we are joined with my dear friend at this point in our lives. How are you, Dave? Good. How are you? I'm good. We were talking off of microphone. Like we always fucking do. I'm telling you, I say this a lot, but the best stories are when we're not running. No, I don't, I don't know how it happens. We wind up. I, I think it's hard for us to focus when we get on microphone somehow. No, I think if we're in the same room, it's a fucking thing, which is why we do this, actually, because right. yeah. we have a thing. So do you want to retell it again? I will happily tell this story again. So I explained to, to Vax here that uh, I have been married three times. Three times. To the same person. That's right. I married the same person. So what I say immediately is, did you divorce her? Did not. Did not. Did not. So the rundown goes like this. My wife and I were together for a very long time uh, before we actually decided to get married. How long? 12 or 13 years. So probably. exceptional at a time. A, a quite a good bit of time. Um, had always, you know, tried to, tried to put the money together for the big wedding, and it just never worked out. It, it became a point where... We, we couldn't see ourselves putting together that amount of money to go have a wedding. Like, we were, you know, trying to, we had a family, we were raising a kid. Like, eh, it wasn't a good time for a, a big wedding. Of course. You know? So, finally, we decided that we were going to send invites to maybe like 20 people, our closest friends, and we were going to get married on the beach in Jamaica. This is our plan. We're having a destination wedding. It's going to be spectacular. So, we do that. And the plans for Jamaica are all set and ready to go. And about three weeks prior to us leaving for Jamaica, we found out that my wife's grandfather had stage four lung cancer and could not travel and wouldn't be able to attend the wedding in Jamaica. What year was that? Mm, 2018, 17, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. Not quite. I don't know. Maybe 29. I don't know. I'd have to ask. <laughs> Look, I, I don't do well with dates, man. I, I'm not good with it. Okay. But anyway, the point being, we, we wound up having a small family ceremony in her grandparents' living room. Uh, I mean, it was it was officiated by an ordained individual. So it was legit. So we got married there, and that was the first time. Three weeks later, we continued with our vacation plans and got married on a beach in Jamaica. That was the second time. Okay. And then we found out that we had failed to file the paperwork from our Jamaican wedding when we got back to the United States and then had to get married uh, because of COVID over a Zoom call uh, with a person in the courthouse. How were you notified that you weren't legally married? Um, I don't know. I was not notified. My wife just informed me. <laughs> Do you think she just found the paperwork? I, with that, that's possible. <laughs> there's, Fuck, there's, I didn't mail this. There's a whole lot of, you know, it could have been one thing, could have been the other. I don't really know. I've been with her long enough that I just don't ask questions. I respect that sentence. Yeah. But you've married her three more times. That's the point, right? Fuck yes. Fuck 100%. Yes. I love my wife. That's awesome. Yep. I love a few of my wives. <laughs> well, once you get the wedding ring tattooed on you, you're, 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 you're sold down the river. I don't know about that. Pam and Tommy Lee did that shit, right? And she got Tommy. Yeah, but they're Hollywood trash. Oh, <laughs> I can't disagree with that synopsis, unfortunately. But she got Tommy on the finger, and then they break up, and she made it Mommy. That's weird. And then his probably said Pammy, and then he just made it like filigree or some shit. Like, he didn't do a thing. I don't think it matters. Yeah. He's married again, though, to that Britney chick. How many times have you been married? A, a bunch. Okay. There's one when they're not really famous. I don't know if it counts mathematically. But he had counts. So there's one there. Heather Locklear's two. I forgot about that. That's a decade marriage. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. That's not really a decade, though. But they're together for a long time. And then they break up. You know, <sighs> Tommy wrote this in his book. The reason they break up is he was somewhere and they were doing his hair and, like, the hair chick blew him. And then by the time he got home, she was calling the house going, she sucked your dick. And he's like, it was an hour ago. Why do you even know that? <laughs> like, I figured this would take weeks. So they get divorced. And then um, he meets Pamela Anderson. He licks her side of her face. And three days later, they're married or some shit, which is cool. Not, but, you know. Hey, man, whatever. So that happened. Well, there's a lot of red flags there on, on both parties. So, like, they just. They... But that's the one that sent him to jail. Yeah. And when you go away, like, all right, like. We both have pretty comfortable lives, right? Yes. Imagine having Tommy Lee level of comfort. Like you're in fucking Malibu. Ah! Now you're in a cell. 
Like, that's some, like, soul-killing shit. No, it just is. It you, just is. You think he had that bad jail, though? Jail's not good. No, he didn't get fucked or anything. I'm not saying that. But just, it's not, it's not a, at that point, because you're famous, you get separated from everyone. So you can't even hang out with the other guys and have a conversation. Yeah. Like, that happened to Hulk Hogan's kid. When he did that car accident thing and he went oh, away, right. he was a little guy. He's not, like, Hulk-built. He's little. So they kept him in solitary confinement for eight months or a year, whatever the fuck. He was like by himself. I don't make it go cuckoo. Like, oh, yeah. That's rough. Even like you don't want to get punched, but at least if you're in a situation where you can get punched, there's people around you. You can play chess. You can play checkers. You can gamble. You can have a life. You can have communication. You can just yeah. human interaction. Human interaction is everything. Think about all the shitty jobs you had when you were young. What made it better is that you're working with these human beings yeah. that fucking get you through and you're in it together. It's like a thing. Oh, no, I believe me. I know. And so... When Tommy Lee goes, I'm sure he's cut away from everybody because he's a fucking huge star. He really was at the time, too. This is He was. He's not anymore, but he was. Yeah, he sucks. <sighs> he's so weird. Did you... I know I know the answer. So, in his book... No, I didn't read it. The no. opening chapter is his cock talking. Okay. And then him talking to his dick. That's the opening chapter. And I, I should segue into a real book, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do the segue. It's okay. You can. I'll do it later in the show. But you're not going to have that good a segue. Man. <laughs> like you wasted a golden opportunity, man. For those of you who want a late Christmas present, 12 feet tall and bulletproof, the VexX autobiography available at lulu.com. But you can just get it on my Facebook page, on Starscream's Facebook page, and my Instagram page. 12 feet tall and bulletproof. See, segue. I don't have a book. Do you want a book? Uh, I would have to write it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Do you want to write a book? Yes, actually. I kind of do. So do it. You know, it's hard, right? I would assume it would take years. It took a long time. You know what the hardest part is? Starting. No. Getting it published. It was fucking hard, man. Really? Yes. I didn't have to pay for it. That's the point. Like, if you want to self-publish and you have money, and I did have the money. And my manager was like, no, we can get someone to pay for this. And I'm like, I don't think so, bud. And he got someone to pay for this. So it is. it just took... We we had legal fucking action against us. Yeah, like all kinds For of what? shit. All right, you want to hear the fucking story? Real quick? Yeah, I have, we have nothing to talk about. The book Johnny Mac and Tiffany get married in October on October thirty first of two thousand twenty. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. All right, I had just joined We Are One. Former band members were in the wedding. Yes, and uh, I went there with Mother my and Karen. And I went there. My ex wife attended. Not a fan of her, but at the time we were okay, I guess. We weren't really, but whatever. So I'm there, my ex-wife's there because she knew everybody. And that guy's there and his woman's there and your guitar player's there and his friend was, it was a thing. And it was, it was a time, blah, blah, blah. The reason I bring this up, while we were flying out, my first wife passed away on October the 30th. So my management had them release the fucking biography digitally on October 30th, 2020, in remembrance, remembrance of her, which I thought was a nice move. Fair. And then it was like, it was a, a featured download on the Amazon book club for like a week. So we were starting to really hit numbers and somebody clicked on it that I had paid to take photographs of Starscream. And I used one of those photographs as the cover and he hit it with a copyright strike that is his photo. It's a photo of me on my book that I paid for. And you paid for the photo. Oh, yeah. And I have an email saying, here's your photo. I have the email. He wrote it, right? So he, he copyright strikes it. He lives in other, other part of the country, like out on the West Coast somewhere. So I call him. And I'm like, hey, man, can we negotiate this? Because I would like this to remove. He will not discuss it. He said over the phone, he sent me an email. He never named a price. He never, I had to give him a grand to go away. Here's $1,000. Go the fuck away. I really would have done it because I wanted the book out. And he just didn't give a fuck. So my management was like, well, we're kicked off Amazon. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. Like, and that's it. And forever. That's forever. Problem. This book, not on Amazon. That's it. My next book will be on, but not this one. It's dead. Michelle LeBrake, the lovely and powerful and beautiful Michelle LeBrake, allowed us to use this photograph. So now this is the photograph. And then it went from there. Then COVID. We're in the middle of COVID. Yeah. So we lose footing at Amazon. No one will print it. It's a whole thing. We got it put up at smashwords.com for the digital version. Not Amazon. Smashwords. And then he got Lulu to fucking print it. But it took forever. That it did suck. And there was momentum and things. So the theory is this. If half the women that I fornicated with buy this book, I'll be wealthy. Just half. Just half. No, I don't know. Haha. Ha. You didn't laugh. That was a good joke. I don't care. I liked it. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were serious. Uh, kind of serious. Half okay. the women I fornicated with bought your book. You'd have like 
eight bucks. Eight bucks. I mean, hey, eight bucks is a lot. It's a lot more than no bucks. It it's eight hundred percent more than no bucks. And that's spectacular. I would take that. So, have you had any time off for the holidays? Yeah, yeah, I had a couple of days off. Did you watch anything fun? I didn't do anything. I didn't watch anything. We just needed something. Uh although I went down to YouTube hole and watched like three Hitler documentaries. No, 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 and that's important. So, did you see the thing where he was? All right, um, fuck it. Now we're gonna talk the Hitler documentaries. I've been let's, watching them too. Let's go. How'd this happen? I don't know. You Joe brought Rogan, it up. That's how it happened. Is that how you found it? I was watching it. Oh, you saw Rogan. the thing about the fucking He's tweaking the, Met. the Olympics. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's a real thing. I mean, it's not even a, a kept secret. Like, he was whacked out on opiates and amphetamines. Oh, yeah. He didn't know, though. Did you know that? Oh, I think he did. There's, there's, well, there's another documentary that I watched. I don't know if you watched this one or not, where the physician told him it's vitamins and shit. And the, the physician knew what he was doing yeah. just to keep him moving. But that guy was fucking hard. Hooked. Oh, and yeah. the Joe Rogan podcast, he's like, he's fucking like, yeah, he's he can't sit still. He's, like, he's methed out, like you know. Now was it was it a gun or was it a cane? Did they figure it out in the video? I don't remember. No, they never figure it out. <laughs> but it definitely looks like he's rubbing his wiener. <laughs> which, which of all the things you can and can't do, that's pretty high on the list of things you can't. Do. I said to someone recently, actually. If not all, I think like 95% of all the shooting killers in the past 15 to 20 years were all on some kind of controlled substance while they did the action. I have almost no doubt that that's true. So when you tell me that you have an entire country killing an entire race of people, I could see how meth would be an assistant to this. Because I, I just think killing people's rough, man, every day, day in and day out, murder, murder, murder. But if you're tweaking your fucking brains out, maybe it makes it easier for the killing. And I think of the kamikaze pilots from yeah. Japan who were just fucking, like, their eyes were pinned yeah. as they crashed into the battleships and whacked shit. On the, whacked out of the gills, you know, they're just, it's a thing. And the, the meth thing started uh, because... He wanted his soldiers to be able to fight for longer durations. Without food. Remember, that without was the point. Food, without provisions. Because you got to figure meth is a lot cheaper than groceries. Yeah, and a lot easier to transport oh, over yeah. battle lines. Oh, yeah. You know? It doesn't spoil. No, 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 it does not. And I mean, what? You know, 100 pounds of meth is, is a lot easier than 5,000 pounds of food. What I always found very ironic about the World War II situation is that the very people that brought atomic technology to the United States of America were in Germany and yeah. he fucking made them flee because they were Jewish. Like that blows my mind. Like the atom bomb, this is all Jewish scientists who did this shit, who yeah. ran here for cover. You know what I'm saying? Like, so imagine if he doesn't do that and he gets the fucking nuclear device, not nuclear, atomic devices before anyone else, then there's no fucking contest. It's over. They probably, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I got, you know, down the hole and into it a little bit more and, it was actually like they, they were they were infiltrating American soil like with spies and stuff. Well, I know there were people over here for the Nazi Party, but when you say spies, explain. I don't there know were legitimate people who were Germans who were members of the Nazi Party that they trained to be Americans. No shit. They taught them how to speak and eliminate their German accent. They taught them to dress as an American. They taught them to operate. As an American in our society, in fact, one of them had been in the country like 14 years. Seriously. <laughs> had married an American woman, had a job at an American facility. No, wait, mathematically, isn't that pre-Hitler, though? No, no, because... 39, 38, so you're talking 14 years. That 39 is thirty nine is when, when Hitler invaded Poland. Yeah, that's when it starts. That's okay, the beginning. That's, that's the start of the actual physical war. Yes, sir. But Hitler is a member... Of a political party. Well, the brown weird, shirts before that. Well, even before that, he's a, uh, what's that called? It eventually became the Nazi party, but it had another name. Okay. Um, and so this actually goes all the way back to World War One, Which is what the whole point of World War Two was. They were defeated so badly. So World War One, Germany gets smashed. Sure. Um, and at that point, they basically had a quasi-democratic government in Germany. Sure. The government is wiped out. The country is wiped out. It's economically destroyed. It's everything. Their infrastructure is ruined. Everything is, is fucked. So 
in the midst of this aftermath, um, people in the country start latching on to uh, Communist Party beliefs because the overthrow in Russia had just happened. In 1919, yes. Right. So Russia is now a communist dictatorship run by Stalin. Truth. And at the beginning of this communist regime, Russia's crushing it. They're doing real well. People are happy. People are wealthy. You know, people are taken care of. Their their whole society is, is blossoming. They're doing well. People in Germany see this, and there is an uprising of, you know, communist support in Germany. Okay. A large majority of the people pushing this communist narrative in Germany are Jewish. No shit. Yes. So Hitler hooks up with this, uh, like, paramilitary group, which several of them sprung up all throughout Germany. Post-World War I. I, uh, Because they were trying to quell the, 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 the wave of communism. And the government didn't have the power to do it because okay. it was decimated. So there, so I'm asking a question. I'm not, I'm not telling you. Go ahead. So the communists are popping up. Yeah. And Hitler uh, aligns with a group of people who are more fascist minded. Right. They're basically like militias. Okay. Like they're weird little militias. But they're like, yay, Germany. Like, yes. They're, yeah. they're, you know, country fried. Yeah, you know? yeah. 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 Germany first kind of thing. Sure. And he aligns himself with some of these people who in their infancy are still preaching uh, democracy, or at least some semblance of democracy. Um, this is when Hitler becomes who he is. Because he now has this hatred and fear of communism, or just the Jews running the Communist Party. And he starts going to these political meetings, making speeches, and legitimately finds his voice here. Sure. You know, it's you and I understand you, you get up there and you have that charisma, you have that thing, you can control a room full of people. Yeah. With a microphone in my hands or in yours, we can make people do a lot of things. I agree with that sentence. He was very good at it. We try to use it for good though. Right, <laughs> correct. Or, or, or at least to just have fun exactly. and not overthrow a government. <laughs> So that started, and it, it was already at this point that he starts, because he felt that the the wave of these, these communist insurgents came from Russia. So he starts figuring out and reading uh, things about, like, feudal Japan and how feudal Japan used propaganda to win wars. Okay. And then he starts this weird like subversive movement to employ propaganda into and like false information and lies to the government um, in Russia to weaken Russia. Sure. And he has, again, that's where it started. They started sending spies to Russia and infiltrating Stalin's regime. And in fact, if you look at it in like the five years after World War One, when it's established that Hitler and Germany start sending these spies, Stalin goes off the rails and starts whacking out like top officials and generals and shit like that. Now, there's the- at a fantastic rate, like takes out a third of his upper echelon military in a span of five years. Yeah, but he was pretty paranoid as well. Agreed, but but most of this is Hitler's doing. Okay. He has fed him so much bullshit that he thinks is true. Hey, that dude's out to get you. Kind of thing. Like, it all went south. And then, ironically enough, when Hitler was in power, he started whacking out all his guys, too. Correct. Because absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) All the time. It's just a thing. But, so where are we going with this? Well, there's a theory. We're going to stay on the same thing. There's a theory that if Hitler would have just... There's two things. If he was a successful artist... Yeah, he would have never went to World War One, and he wouldn't have got blown up and all this shit, and he wouldn't have become who he was. If this fucking Jewish girl gave him some pussy that he was in love with, also that it would have been a different world. Right. So no pussy, no success at art. 
goes to war. Now, this is a story that I heard recently that fucked me all up. It's after, it's the end of World War I. It's not quite a ceasefire, but we're days away from World War I being over. Right. And there's a lone German soldier walking across the field. And this fucking sniper's got him dead in his sights. And he's like, I could fucking melt this dude. Because yeah. I can. And he's like, he looks pretty defeated. He's not armed. I'm going to let him slide. It was Hitler. Yeah. Can you believe that? But then there's this other theory. You just watched the documentary. I don't know the name. There's a guy behind Hitler in the movement from the brown shirts okay. who would have just selected another guy who could talk if Hitler wasn't available. Yeah. This guy's ideals are what became the engine. Uh, and I forget the dude's name. But you know who I'm exactly talking about. And he was an old guy. And it was his whole thing. So they say, if you go back and kill Hitler as a baby, there's no World War II. Right. I don't know about that. Because that guy's still a guy. Yeah. And they were disenfranchised. And they were embarrassed. And it was uh, a fucking thing. And you gotta, you gotta think about that. Like, Germany really kind of gets the shit out of the stick in the whole deal. And not just then, like, forever. Well, I don't agree with any of that. Really? Today, they're like a fucking world economic power. Yeah, but... You say Forever. But can you can you walk around the streets in Europe waving a German flag and saying that you're proud of your country? Yeah. Or, or does it look like you can't wave the swastika? Right. That's the the issue. But like the German flag's fine. I feel like I feel like they're still apologizing for it. No, they don't give a fuck actually. Yeah. And like no 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 because millennials are just fucking ridiculous anyway. Not to mention the ones after them. But I, I never remember the name of those kids. Gen Z. Yeah, they're like out of their minds. They're children. They know nothing. Like they don't know things about President Reagan. So there's no fucking way they're grasping world politics from the 30s and 40s. Were we that stupid? No. I question. No, no, no. I, I, here's the thing. Now, I don't know about you. I can't speak for you, okay? But I was raised by a family where that wasn't a fucking option. I can't hit the button right there. It is. Dude, no. I was not that stupid. I learned and understood history at a feverish rate. I was going to be an attorney at one point in my life because I love history so much. And that's all it really is, is a bunch Agreed. of fucking facts and laws and things. Yeah. So, no, 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 no. I was definitely not. I was very, very aware because the generation of people who, who raised me grew up in the Great Depression, lived through World War II, and then taught this shit to me. Like, I was aware. Yeah. I don't know about your family, but I was not this fucking dumb. I think mild geography. I can find the United States of America on a map. We had a globe when I was a kid. You, I did this. We looked at stuff. We learned things. Nobody knows a fucking thing today. Like, knowledge Nobody's gets lost. Sure the Earth is round anymore, dude. Well. The flat earthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Like, how far down the All right, all right. There's, there's two things. Like, there's three things, actually. Here's all right, two, two, two. All right. Look up, right? Yeah. What shape is the sun? Round. Okay. Now, when the sun goes away, what shape is the moon? Round. But you're flat. Fine, fine. Then, in ancient Greece, man, they put a stick, and they ran 100 miles that way, and put another stick, and they mark where the sun is. And guess what? It did this. It did a fucking dome. That's the shape of the world. Now, I'm sorry. It's just scientific. I, and then, you have you, like, listened to the Flat Earthers? It's a thing. Oh, I know. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> And then I, I want to be open-minded, right? I do. I want to be open-minded. So I listen, and it's just fucking psychobabble and, and science that makes no logical sense. All right, and, and this is a Joe Roganism, okay? He's like, what about the camera that China has pointed at the fucking Earth at all times on a satellite yeah. that you can access 24 hours a day online? To see? No, they're like, that's all fake. Get the fuck out of here. It's not. It's not. It's real. What's the point of... Like, all right, so... Oh. <laughs> Remember the guy who took the rocket a few years ago to prove that the Earth was flat and he fucking died? No. No, that's a thing. No. He's like, happened? I'm going to fly up in my rocket. I'm going to show you the Earth is flat. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't surprise me. There's, there's some things going on in the world that I don't understand anymore. But, like... No, you're right. That's a fine question. Flat Earth was not a thing. <laughs> dude, dude, 90% of it just comes from ignorance. Is it Big Globes trying to keep us all in the fucking dark? Is that who it is with the money? And and again, what would be the benefit of lying to people about the shape of deer? I don't know. All right. Did you get For someone to perpetrate a lie that big, there has to be a benefit to someone to do it. I agree. No one's doing it for fun. It's, it's Big Globe. They're okay. trying to make you buy globes. Who owns a globe? <laughs> I own a globe. Do you? I really do. Because 90% of the people I know haven't owned a globe since the 80s. Oh, man. Globes are awesome. <laughs> I do appreciate the artwork of a nice one. 
I have a nice one. I used, yeah. I used to work in corporate America. Not just round, but like added a little topography in there and shit, you know? I know. You can see the raised up, you know, Himalayas and things like that. It's impressive. It's, it's cool like, stuff. Them round ones they got, it's almost like a table and they spin around. I like the ones that open up and there's a bar inside. <laughs> Why would you like that? That's fine, because I party. <laughs> you, you don't, in fact, at all. Tomorrow night, I'll throw in a huge party. Yeah, but you're not going to be drunk. I like to party, okay? It doesn't mean I drink alcohol in my mouth hole. It means I throw a goddamn party. My name's Dave. I like to party. (laughs) You can't say that. That's what I said. That was my answer. (laughs) Hot Rod Rod is so underrated as a film. Dude, a thousand percent. It's Danny McBride in that movie. It's spectacular. (laughs) Oh, okay. I don't drink green tea all goddamn day. You'll make the demons come out of me. It's totally my hat now. Do you know the character of Trail Luaus? Ooh. Hey, it's me, Trail Lewis. No idea. All right, he's awesome, by the way. This guy's named Nathan Barnett, okay? He's okay. just an actor in Hollywood. And in 2009, Starscream toured Hollywood again. It was like the last time we did it. And in 2008, I had a, a, a soul-killing office job. This goes back around to Danny McBride, by the way. Don't worry. So this guy in, like, the MySpace days was wow. making these videos you know that I never had a MySpace page. Okay, you're so fucking fancy. What the fuck's wrong with you? I never did. <laughs> I put off having a Facebook page for a very long time. So did I. I was like, I'm on MySpace till death, but it didn't work out. So this motherfucker, Nathan Barnett, who's awesome, I start writing him. I'm like, your videos are amazing, but he's not famous. He's just making his own content. Yeah. So we kind of start like talking back and forth because nice. it was cool. And I was like, listen, everybody in my office loves your shit. It gets us through our shitty day. Like we love it so yeah. much. And he was really cool about it. And then. I, I almost had him come to our show at the Viper Room, actually. I was going to try and hang out with him. I wanted to get him in a Starscream video. It was like my thing. And I'll play this clip in a second. It's so amazing. You might not like it, but I love it. The reason I do this is they made a video of him going off about how much he hates Danny McBride. Like, <laughs> despises him. He's like, why the fuck is he famous? What the fuck? Like, I don't think he was saying fuck, but he was pretty upset. Dude, that's spectacular. He just hates Danny McBride. And then... I kind of love Danny McBride. I think he's hilarious. Um, that whole that, why are mullets back in style? By the way, I don't know, but I think he might have started it. I think he might have started it. God, why is it a thing? I was dating this it's girl. So bad. It's so bad. It, <laughs> it, was, it was bad the first time. Like at one, at any point, did you have a mullet? Like at any point? Oh yeah. Did you? Oh yeah. I can proudly say that I never. Had well, it's because you're a little young. So in nineteen, I'm not that much younger than you. Seven years is a long fucking time. It's like five. What year were you born? Eight. Okay, so five years. Yeah, okay. Five years is not no, 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 no. If you're fucking five years old, right? I'm ten. Yeah. Now, a ten year old's a little kid. If I'm fifteen, I was already fucking by then. So that's a big gap. In 1986 into 87, yeah, no, it would have been the summer 87. I got my fucking my short haircut, you know, and spiky top. And the back, I grew up my curls in the oh, back. Oh, giggity! But so I, crazy. but I fucking. I went to Catholic school, so I got to grow it out for like three months. It didn't really grow that far, but yes, there was a mullet on the back of my head at one point in my life. Ooh, that's, that's tough. But then, like, and that was in '87. Metallica's doing it in '90 fucking two and shit. Remember the fucking stadium tour with Guns and Roses? Yeah, he had a fucking mullet, James Hetfield, and he was like, "No, man, mullets are awesome." I mean, you looked like the cowardly lion. Party in the back. Business in the front, yeah. dude. Woo! It's a Kentucky waterfall. So I was dating this girl, and she had a degree for hairdressing. And she told me they taught her that haircut in school, and it's called the Renegade. The, that makes it almost better. And then my friend was like, do you mean Lorenzo Lama? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> now, and so he's he's 40. The guy who works with me, his name's Elliot. He's fucking awesome. He's like, yeah, man, I used to watch that show. I'm like, yeah, I've never watched one ever. No, no, because oh, I used to love it. It was my shit. But I don't understand why. Tell me, tell me, tell me about this fucking show. Why was it a thing? I. It was on syndication. I remember that. It was, and it was like, so some of us at that age probably. I don't think we had cable yet, so we were working with basic. See, I, I think I just got cable at that time. We were working with three, six, and ten, and then you had the UHF stations, which were like PHL seventeen and Fox and Philly fifty seven. Sometimes you got Channel 48, which was awesome because Channel 48 aired like uh, regional wrestling promotion shows. Okay. And it also aired uh, like bad 70s kung fu movies on Saturday. Love that shit. Yeah. Like Monkey vs. Snake. You were getting them on Saturday mornings. Pretty bad. Dude, so good. So good. 
Flying guillotines. Anybody remember that? <laughs> that shit was spectacular, by the way. Highly recommend you look that Well, up. the Wu-Tang Clan would get high and watch all those shows. Yeah, you know? well, I wasn't getting high yet, but it was still fucking phenomenal. I loved it. <laughs> but, like, it was the time, like, it was like the the, the 80s action hero thing. When, like, you know, Stallone and Van Damme and, yeah, like, yeah. all them guys were making these action the Renegade movies. is not this guy. Right, but you, it was like, it was like if you... You know, it was like if you ordered, uh, you know, a Van Damme movie off a of Wish. That's what it, it was what you got. It was like a, a, it was it was Go Boss, bro. So wait, was Lorenzo Lamas doing Karate Man shit? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was straight up. It, it was the Go Bots of action. I get it. I get but that. It was on PHL seventeen, and I watched it because it was all right. And also, there was a blonde chick on the show that had big knockers, and I was like nine and enthralled by knockers. Do you remember the show Studs? No. See, you weren't that, that enthralled. Involved. Also on Channel 17. I'm not surprised. It was um, the same company. They were like, we can give you a we can give you a renegade or we can give you studs. You know, we'll plug you right in there and you're Yeah, that was a thing. Good lord. What Fuck. was studs about? It was just a dating show. And like it's all these people in LA with dreadful haircuts, a lot of mullets, uh, a lot of cowboy boots, a lot of really tight jeans, girls with gigantic bouffant hair. And like, this is like 89 into 90 ish. I'm always concerned about society every time country becomes a mainstream thing. Well, let's discuss this. You don't remember this because you're a little young. Urban cowboy was a thing in the great year of 1983 of our Lord. And I'm going to tell you, not a bad film. I do like that film. John Travolta's Cowboy TV. John Travolta. Yeah. But it was a cute movie, and it, it, it introduced us to the Charlie Daniels band. Okay. Uh, Devil Goes Down to Georgia was featured in that movie, the first time I'd ever heard it. And I was like seven when it came out. So you were two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. it, it was pretty good, man. And then I saw it later as like a kid on cable. And I had a girl, like a girlfriend who looked like the wife, and then I had a girlfriend who looked like the girlfriend because he was like cheating on her. And I was like, "Oh man, oh, I understand his life now. You know, John Travolta, man." So that's my point. It happens. It's happened before. When, when country becomes part of the mainstream, something happens to country, and it all takes a shit. So tell me what happened in '83, because Charlie Daniels, Charlie Daniels was so fucking famous. There were MTV contests for Charlie Daniels. So, MTV. So. I'm going to speak from experience here. Let's talk about like the 90s country. All right, Garth Brooks, I got you. 90s country hit mainstream too. And then Garth Brooks happened. Achy, breaky, hockey hair. And that also. Don't you take my hair. we're back to a mullet again. There we are. Which, by the way, I hate mullets, but if you're going to list epic mullets, Billy Ray Cyrus wins. Because that thing was special. You know what's fucked up? He's really likable. I agree. I see my interviews and I'm like, you go, Billy Ray. And, and now, like, he's kind of cool. He's like, yeah, whatever. I did it. I got paid. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and then his kids prostituted it awful on a little TV show Which and all that shit. so sad because like, dude, she's kind of talented. Mm-mm. She's beyond talented. Her voice is really fucking is good. bigger than my house. Yeah. And, but the, here's the problem. She's a little too thin for my taste, like her body. Yeah. Yeah. And she's so very nice. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of your, you know, exists. She can sing, being, but she can sing. She can sing, which is which is a bummer. But then, like all the other like '90s people got famous. There was like, you know, there was like Randy Travis. No, Randy Travis is all right. Randy Don't Travis. knock Randy Travis. All right, bad example. Bad example. All right, you want to hear something really fucked up? Who is that guy? Trent. Trent. Fuck. So the name of this book. <laughs> Hold on, I'm fucking up. The name of this book. Is 12 feet tall and bulletproof. It is. Somebody put a book out called 10 feet tall and bulletproof. They did. They did. Do you know his name is? No. I'll have to look it up. But But he's a country guy. And he was a thing. And I didn't know about the book. That was upsetting. But it was a long time ago. The funny thing is, is that I know what song you're talking about. And he uses that term, 10 feet tall and bulletproof, to describe people who are like shitty, like power drinkers and want to fight people. Travis Tritt. Travis Tritt, yeah. Travis Tritt. Another mullet for you there. Yeah, there was a lot of them. A lot of mullets. Maybe didn't have a mullet. Garth Brooks never had a mullet. Fuck Garth Brooks, and let me tell you why. I'm Chris Gaines, and now I'm thin. (laughs) Fuck you. You were fat. 
be fat. Embrace it. Be the fat guy. Oh, he was cool, shit. but he's like, oh, I used to be Chris Gaines, man. That, what the fuck is the Chris Gaines That's shit? That's a made-up guy. That's not even a real guy. Then Chris Gaines was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. Was he the host, too? I believe, I hope. That it was like Garth Brooks was the host. I hope that Garth Brooks was the host. And then the musical artist was Chris Gaines. And they made a fake fucking behind the music. About Chris Gaines. What the fuck? not a real guy. And he, they just used pictures of pretty much in excess and put his face on it. That's all they did. Like, it's like, here's Michael Hutchins. Not really. It's Chris Gaines. What the fuck? I don't know. Chris Gaines should have been the one that strangled himself to death while he was playing <laughs> with his dick. <laughs> I did, I Michael did like, Hutchins at least that down. Sang like a fucking angel. Dude, I loved it. Yeah, I liked it in excess. I, I still like it in excess. They're pretty cool. They're, they're pretty cooler than people give them credit for. Well, it's hard to be that. All right. When I was a little kid, I remember hating these two bands equally. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were so popular. You turn on MTV, and there's in excess. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. And then there's you too. With or without you. Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. Like, fuck him. And, like, I know he can sing. Bono can sing. Eh, but, no, 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 no. Eh, We're going to discuss it in musicians. Is he that good? Is he that good? He's no, pretty good. I don't think he is. Here's my beef. Here's my beef. This will be a clip. Put this on fucking stuff. This is a beef. You too, right? The worst rhythm section in the history of rock and roll. Like, Agreed. not even a fact. Like, right? Like, all right. The Mullins guy, is that his name? Good looking dude. Can't fucking play drums. Fact. The bass player, with or without use, four notes. That's it. That's it. And I remember learning bass, and they were like, hey, man, number one song, four notes. You can do it, too. And I was like, yeah, but I would hope we brought a song better than fucking, you know, with or without you. I don't know. Because it sucks. Bono can sing. Can't say he can't sing. Can sing. No, no, he can sing. He can sing. And then The Edge. Sucks. No, no. Started out kind of cool. Started out kind of cool. To the point... He should call himself the effect and, and not the edge. And my brother, you have nailed the sentence. He just <laughs> makes soundscapes. Yes. You don't play music anymore. No, it's And like, they try to make a record with Rick Rubin. And Rick's like, hey, um, this is great for like sounds on my cell phone. But yeah. there's no actual songs here. You haven't written a song yet. They suck. You too. The Joshua Tree is so overrated. Oh that. my god! You can eat my shit. You can put appetite, but I've never destruction. There is one good song on the album, but no one has ever heard it. What is it? I think it might be the last song on the album. It's called "In God's Country." It's actually a decent tune. It's more of a ballad, and it's kind of good. Where the streets have no name. Not a fan. All right, I'm gonna play Trail of Wells. Oh, ready? Okay, let's do that. It's gonna be that awesome. No, it, it's fucking great. Now I don't. I don't is my volume up? Oh, I fucked it up in one second. On farms have it rough. Huh. They gotta do all kinds of stinky chores like pick up heavily poops from animals. Oh. The only time when that's okay is when it's from a rainbow rabbit. <laughs> that's so disgusting. Yours is tasty. Skittles is really good. It's me, Trail Wouse. Eating has been around since the medieval times. And colors has been around since the 1950s. If the 1950s and medieval times had a baby, it would have been a bag of Skittles. Skittles. Happy birthday, a bag of Skittles. Skittles is really good. No idea, right? Hates me. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you know, his program should air on interdimensional cable. Oh my god, that's a really really good point. Actually, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna play. I have ants in my eyes. <laughs> it's my eyes, Johnson. I, I I also can't feel fire or you pain. Need, you need real fake doors. This is still a commercial. I'm going to play the video. You ready for the video? He tries to sell Skittles and Twizzlers. Hates me, Trail of Wouse. fingers is easy. Hates me, Trail of Wouse. Twizzlers is the taste. Hates me, Trail of Wouse. You don't like it. fingers is easy. Hates me, Trail of Wouse. Twizzlers is the taste. 
I try to help them sell their candy. I just figured, hey, why not? I've got nothing else to do. Plus, I know what's good to say. I hit record on my camera. Then I sell millions of candy. Butterfingers will pay me money. Twizzlers has sent me letters. Dear Trizzlers, we shut up about our candy. Is easy. I love Trouble House. So he's an actor, right? He's in Anchorman too. Is he really? He is in an episode. Did you ever watch Community? Never. No. It's so fucking good. It's on Netflix. You like Rick and Morty? Oh yeah. He, he, Justin's part. Like that's his fucking show. So you gotta watch it. Oh, it's so good. There's a point for the Community College. There's a commercial show that's from the '80s. He's in the commercial. Nice. Like, he's fucking awesome. His name's Nathan Barnett. I love him. He's a good guy. I follow him on the Instagram. He's kind of famous, but not famous famous. Mullets still suck, and so does you too. I mean, you're not wrong. Did Bonham ever have a mullet? Yes! There you go. Live Aid, motherfucker! See? See? There you go. That's it. We've come full circle. Bonham had a mullet. They both suck. A lot of blood mullets, though. Yeah, I know, and I don't know why people have them again. Like, we didn't learn our lesson. The mustache is back, too. Why? Why is that All right. a thing? We are officially old men. I know. I went to this vacation right to go away. There were mustaches everywhere on these kids. Ah. And it was like, did you see the new fucking Top Gun movie? Yeah. All mustaches. I know. All mustaches. Why? It's Why? a thing. Why do they have mustaches? I don't know. Tom Selleck. What do you want? I mean, dude, if you're going to have a mustache, I mean, that's an epic one. Magnum <laughs> P.I.? guy's a fucking man. Oh, we never got on the TV Dad's Wrestling Federation. He was featured prominently as the Golden Stash. So what is the TV Dad's Wrestling oh, Federation oh, again? Oh, it's bad. Are you guys ready? I am. <sighs> All right. To tell the story accurately, I happen to own a landscaping company, right, as well as the roofing company. So one summer, many years ago, I'm going to say like 2014 or 15, we're out cutting lawns. And my dear friend Johnny Zero comes out to help me because of what happens every year, Dave, every year. People quit. Yeah. It gets hot. No one shows up. So I call my friends. I'm like, hey, you want to come out and make some money? And they're like, I'll help you out. So they come out. King Sam has cut lawns. Everybody's cut lawns at one point or another, right? So we're out there. We're cutting. And Johnny Zero is a really imaginative person. So he he's trying to crack me up. It sucks. It's 98 degrees. We're cutting our fucking lawns. We're sweating our balls off. It's awful. So we have to pass each other on the cutting. He's like, dude, come here. Like, what? He's like, yo, man, who'd win a fight? Like, like George Jefferson, right? Or like the guy, uh, Charles Engels from Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Let me cut this long. I'll get back to you. And then I kind of come back. I'm like, all right. I think George Jefferson wins because he's like the villain. And he'll be snake-like and, and like kind of like he'll cheat and throw dirt in your eyes. Is, and he's he, like, is he the villain now? Is he really the villain? I'm just, hey, it's my opinion. It's my opinion. And then he's like, no, I think Charles Engels would win. He's got good reach, you know. And I'm like, yeah, like. Uh, pretty big guy there, you know, Michael Landon, you know? All right, so, so I'll give you my take on this real quick, all right? Just in case anybody's wondering, since I've now stuck my head into this situation, uh, I, yeah, Michael Landon wins. Really? Yeah. Okay. Farm boy strength all the way. So then we go back, and we're talking again. He's like, all right. It's hard to fuck with farm boy strong. And we're trying to stay in this, like, realm of TV personalities, right? Okay. So he's like, who'd win in a fight? Like, Shatner, you know? I'm like, all right, William Shatner. He's like, he's like the fucking Star Trek Shatner, like, yeah. or like Spock. And I'm like, oh, that's a good question there, you know? And so I came back that Spock wins because he's logical. Yeah. And he's got the death grip thingy. And right. It's yeah. kind of like not even a contest. No, I feel like Spock wins. Right. Spock. So we agree with that one. So then it, so again, you also, you also get a very small look into exactly how physically strong a Vulcan is. You don't really know. <laughs> you don't know, right? <laughs> Vulcans could be like fucking gorillas. They could be bench pressing 800 pounds. You don't know because they just talk their way out of it. But the maybe they don't. You see what I'm saying? But, maybe but they, they got don't. the death grip. That's the only thing. You, and that's, you can't do that. Can you? Because I can't. I can't. People go down. No. That might just be massive grip strength. However, if we're in a scrap, what are the chances that you'll get your hand on me to give me the death grip if we're going at it? His whole thing was surprise on the TV show. He'd walk up behind you, be like, bloop, you're done. But if I know you're coming, Right, Spock? You're not getting your fucking hands on me, Spock. But all you ever saw was the one move. He might have a whole lot more in his bag of tricks. 
That dude might be a quadruple jujitsu black belt. You don't Four know. major motion picture films, a full two se well, season and a half of television, and he's got one move. I don't know. And spanning decades, I might add. If it's all you need. <laughs> you know? Can I get back to story time? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. Oh, we got into this. You, you got excited. I You're did. all hype. It's a fascinating topic. I'm so really, we get through working, right? Now we have, we have two days. We'll come back the next day. We'll do it again. So he comes back again, and then he's like, all right, dude. I got Charles Ingalls won the first one, and you got George Jefferson. And then I'm like, hey, what about the dad from the Brady Bunch? But I'm like, he's the gay version because he died in, of AIDS of real life. Oh, yeah. So he's got the afro with the giant mustache. And then Johnny Zero said he should have his own, like, coalition of the Bloody Stash League or, like, the Bloody Stash Company or something. Oh. And so we had to think of all the people with mustaches who would be in, like, affiliated. So now we're not working. My girlfriend's at work. His girlfriend's at work. We're on the phone taking notes going, all right. So then somehow it turned into a wrestling match. It started out as just a straight fucking street fight. Now we're like, hey, let's do a division. The TV Dads Wrestling Federation. I'm wholeheartedly on board with this entire time. You should listen to the fucking podcast. I'm going to. I didn't know they existed. There's like 55 hours of it. What? Yes. This is going to take you weeks. It's great. So here's what happened. So we would just talk for hours. I remember we would get on the phone at 10 o'clock in the morning. My girlfriend would come from work at 5 o'clock. I'm still on the oh phone fighting with John. I'm like, no, this guy would win in a cage match. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. And we're fighting. And then he Hell in a cell, motherfucker. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? That's, and that's what happened. So then we're like, we and I'm not making this up. This is real. We wrote it out. I had a, I was like oh, <laughs> Danny Bonaducci was the TV champion. Yes. <laughs> so the rules were as follows. They were any situation TV show comedy or drama with like a family okay. can compete. So the Evans family is in it. Um JJ's the son, Michael's the son, who's yeah. the dad? I forget his name all the time. Yeah, he's James. Dead. James Evans. Yeah. No, 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 no. Here's the cool part. It doesn't, space and time don't matter. Oh, it's just at their, at their, when they were on the show, they're okay. competing in the TV dads. So Michael Landon looks like Michael Landon. Okay. You understand you what I'm saying? Just off topic. Do you remember the show when James Evans beat the shit out the neighbor kid? No. Yeah. It's an episode. Okay. Like, friends of like their kids, like the neighbor kid, like gets caught stealing or something. And dude, legit. On a television show, all right, James takes not his own kid, the neighbor kid, into the back room, and you can hear him getting beat with a belt. And they're like, oh, well, he fucked up. That's what you get. He yeah. did steal some shit. Yeah. I don't remember what the offense actually was. I'm just, maybe he stole some shit. I don't know. That's a little racist. That's okay. That's <laughs> not. That's not. <laughs> That's really not where I was going with that, but you know, what? all right, I see your point, but that's, I don't remember. So Danny Bonaducci was on the, what is it, the Partridge family. Yeah. So he counts. Now, you can only hold the heavyweight championship if you're an actual TV dad. All your kids are in the show, okay? okay? But it doesn't matter, unless you're a dad, you can't be heavyweight champion. You can't compete for the heavyweight So title. James Evans can be fucking champion. Okay. Michael Brady can be champion. All his sons are in it, by the way. They're all competing. The tag championship can be held by anybody. Oh my god, we made this tag team called the Real Frankensteins. It was it was Lurch from the Adams Family yeah. and Bull from Night Court. Yeah. And they were unstoppable. I don't feel like Night Court's a family show. There's no family. Hey, it was a sitcom. We're in it. All right. Now they couldn't be they couldn't be dads. They weren't TV dads, but they okay. were in it. Um, it was it was good times. Then that we brought was in. Awesome. That's one of my favorite shows, dude. My court was good. <laughs> and we got late. Well, anyway, so in the beginning of it, the inception. Oh my God, Johnny Zero created the greatest tag team ever. Okay, hold on. Uh, Uncle's uh, Slam, Dirty Santa, Uncle Slam and Dirty Santa, I think it's called or something. So it was fucking um, Red Fox. Who was his character? Uh, uh, Sanford. Sam Fred Sanford. So Fred Sanford and fucking um, uh, I can't think of his name. Fuck Charlie Bu Ar Bunker, Mister Who Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker. They were, they were a tag team. That's awesome. And one was Dirty Santa Claus, and Uncle it was Uncle Slam. I think that's going to go real well. I mean, it's not going to last long because he's no, pretty racist. No, they, they the, the first match was them fighting each other. Oh, okay. and then they they became friends. <laughs> and, they, and they became a tag team. Right, well, that's good. And then uh, Lamont Sanford 
did like a heel turn and joined Michael Brady's thing. And they're not openly gay, but he kind of was like very effeminate. They became a tag team called um, the Rhinestone Cowboys. Yes. And their finishing move was called Glitter from Above, where they would like double leg drop you off the top rope and throw glitter. <laughs> it's good times. So anyway, we just wrote all this shit for no reason. Scripts and stories and all this shit. It's okay. And years go by, right? Now I marry that chick who was my girlfriend. He's fucking with his girl. And I'm like, dude, my my band manager starting a podcast network. Do you want to do you want to do a podcast? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, how about the TV Dads Wrestling Federation? Yes. And that's what he said. So then we went, and the first two episodes or three are kind of rough, but then he brought in things I didn't think of, like production, like the background noise. We'd have crowd noise in the background. And then we're using ring bells and shit. So we would just act like the commentators describing everything that happened. That's so good. Thank you. I want to I be involved in that. And here's what happened. And we were always in character. I'm Vex X. He's Johnny Zero. He's uh, the people's hero. And I'm, I'm the heel. I'm the heel announcer. And he's okay. the hero announcer. I'm affiliated with the Bloody Stash Clothing Company, which he calls the Bloody Stash Crew. <laughs> Uh, Danny Bonaducci, Lamont Sanford. You have to have a giant mustache. Oh, um, fucking Meathead from fucking. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, the director. Yeah, Rob Reiner. Yeah. So Meathead is has a giant mustache. He's part of the Bloody Sash Clothing Company, and he speaks in a Cockney accent because when he <laughs> when made that fucking movie Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. when he was angry and he answered the phone, he's like, "Hello." Well, he just has that Cockney accent for no fucking reason. That's fantastic. And he's like the Goldberg of the fucking Federation. It's like a whole thing. It's good times. That's excellent. So we had creative differences. He wanted, we fought so bad over who should be the champion. And what would happen? We just fucking screamed at each other and fell apart. And we had a guest person, like a third mic on that day. Yes. And it's recording. We're like, fuck you. And he's like, fuck you. And it just fell apart. And that was the end of that show. That's amazing. But we launched the network we're on right now, Loud and Loaded. It's pretty good. I don't know. The TV Dads thing, it was funny. It was colorful. And as I was saying previously, like there's fucking like 50-some episodes that are just lingering in reference to it. Like You can literally log on to the Loud and Loaded Network if you're inclined. You can listen to this shit. Johnny Zero was a pretty good creative force. Like It was a good time. It was fun times. I definitely enjoyed it. I thought it was a good move. We fucking fought. We like, man, it wasn't good times. I don't know. I'm taking a drink. Dave slipped out, so I'm gonna I'm gonna carry the show for a minute. How was your holiday? <laughs> this is um, we're recording this on. Duh. My computer says December seventeenth. That makes no fucking sense. So obviously it's not December seventeenth. What is today's date? I think it's the thirtieth because tomorrow's gonna be New Year's Eve. Hold on, we'll check. Yeah, today's December thirtieth. And uh, how was your Christmas? What are you doing for New Year's? What's going on in your lives? Did you buy the book? Infomercial time. Ladies and gentlemen, please purchase 12 Feet Tall and Bulletproof, the VexX autobiography. 12 Feet Tall and Bulletproof, VexX, at lulu.com. It's published, but like you can find it on my Instagram page. Now, my Instagram page is VexStarscreen, which you can find on Instagram. And then you can purchase the book if you are so inclined. Returning of the co-host. You all right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we had a moment. I did have a moment. <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries. It's getting towards the end of the program regardless. What's the plugs for your shows? When are you guys playing next? Uh, what is next? Our show is next. Oh, the Dobbs show. Dobbs show. Motherfucker. We'll talk about it, dude. Let's do that. Not gonna talk so, about Pistol Razor. Yes. Starscream. Yes. You don't know who else, do you? Abydos. Is that how you say it? That's how I say it. That's how you say it. Is there another band on the Gunner Royale! Featuring the new singer. Yeah. Because they used to have a singer. And now it's a different singer. They had a singer, and then they almost had a singer, <gasps> and then they got another singer. He's good, though. So was the other guy. No, that guy was better, from what I hear. <laughs> Be nice. Hey, you brought the shit up. So I'm fascinated about your your your, your wrestling dad show here. It sounds phenomenal. I'm gonna send you links. I'm excited. It's not. I, I mean, I love it. It's fun. We did it. Are long you still time. doing this? No, I told you we imploded. Oh, we like fought, man. Like, bad. Like, for real, you were angry about this. We didn't talk for, like, weeks. <laughs> because here's the thing. It was the initial flagship show of the network we're on. When they launched it, we were the first live show. 
the first one. Right. And then they compiled other shows later. The Vex on Vex podcast became a thing because I went to record with Johnny Zero and he wasn't home. <laughs> and I was like, I had driven, driven an hour and I had a friend live in Delaware. I'm like, dude, you want to do some podcasting? He's like, yeah. And I just kind of invented the show out of thin air. And it's, it is what it is. And I like, and Johnny Zero has been on this show a million fucking times. <laughs> and now it's this. <laughs> now it's this. And then mathematically, one, two, you are the fourth steady co-host. Excellent. Like the fourth one. Because people just, all right, number one, the first guy, he couldn't, he didn't live here. So he has a job and a family. So to come from Delaware to here was like an hour and a half. Right. So it wasn't advantageous. The second guy, oh, I never bring him up, was a creepy bastard. Nice. I liked him. I did. I liked him. He was like on the spectrum. So he was like an odd fellow. He tried to fuck one of my girlfriends behind my back. That's not Like we had gotten in a fight, me and this girl. I was dating. After my divorce, I dated this girl. She was at the time 23 years old. Long and time you, ago. And you were how old? Uh, 45. Okay. 45. Yeah, not two years ago. So I was dating her and then we had a fight because she's 23 and I'm 45 and I'm not having it, right? Which I was probably wrong. I'm wrong a lot. That's my thing. So, but she's a cool person. She's not a piece of shit. So I tell at work, hey, I'm fighting with this guy. And this guy was working with me because he was like broke. So I was like helping him out, kind of. He was helping me out. It was good times. He fucking writes her on Facebook. Oh, you were right about Vex. Or no, you were right. And she writes him back. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, you were right about Vex. And I no longer work with him because of the way he treated you. So she <laughs> took all the screenshots and sent them to me. And she's like, get your boy. And I was like, hmm. Ironically enough, we got back together because of him. Because oh, yeah. we were having a fallout. But I was like, fuck it. You want to hang out? She's like, yeah. And then we hung out. And we actually went away together at one point. But anyway. That's hmm. fucking crazy. So no. Crazy is I call him on the phone. He doesn't answer. Yeah. I know he's watching and he knows, right? Yeah. So he hangs up and then he, he texts me. He's like, oh, my phone. No, he wrote me a Facebook message. My phone fell in the toilet. No, it didn't. It is now in a box of rice. I'll call you in a few hours. And this is like two o'clock. I'm like, all right, make a date with the chick. No problem. Day finishes. Now it's like nine o'clock at night. Call again. Still ringing. And he doesn't answer. And I'm like, you know what? Don't answer. And I sent the screenshots and I'm like, I was pretty nice to you. Clearly you didn't see it that way. Don't ever contact me again. Yeah. Block. You know what I'm saying? And that was the end of that. But he tried to fuck my chick, man. And who was three? Philadelphia. Okay. Now what happened in the pandemic, Philadelphia's industry shut down. He did not work. I don't he, know what he does. He, uh, you know, when you go to see any kind of stage show in the city, okay. he's the back production in the back. Okay. They move all the stuff. They do all the lighting. Like yeah. he's a stage hand. That's the, the terminology. So through pandemic, he didn't work and he was getting unemployment, which wasn't great, but it was something. Yeah. He had a lot of time and I don't have a lot of work time. I like work and then I'm off. So yeah. we podcast our fucking balls off for like a lot, a lot of episodes. Yeah. And then he went back to work. <laughs> You should arrange a show with all of your ex-hosts. Every 50th, I try to do that. So at the 50th episode, it was the first host. His name's Robot Phillips. Great guy. Johnny Zero, Philadelphia, and me. And it was fun. Now, here's a tidbit that no one knows about. But I'm going to tell you. All right. We do the 50th episode, and it's so much fun. Yeah. So he's like, let's do another one. And everybody's like, yeah, okay. And we took a break. He smoked. We all got something to drink. We stretch our legs. We sit back down. Now it's going really well. He's like, dude, we should do a TV dad's wrestling behind the mat or some shit. Like, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, John, you don't want to go there. I'm telling you to your face. I'm mad about what I'm happened. So I love you. Don't do it. He's like, no, no, it'll be awesome. And he thinks it's a work, right? Yeah. So we hit record and I have Philadelphia sitting to my left. I have Robot sitting to my right and Johnny Zero across from me like you. And it starts. And then I'm like, you ruined the fucking show. And let me fucking tell you how you ruined the fucking show. And then he got mad and I got mad. He's like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> now, I wouldn't air it. You know what I mean? It was like 20 minutes. Dude, these guys to my left and right looked shell-shocked. They were what like, the fuck is it was like mom and dad are fighting, dude. It was bad. That's awesome. But he's a great I love him. I love Johnny Zero. He's going to be here at New Year's. You should come. You're not going to. I'm not, not going to be here. But anyway, yes, we have a show the 14th at Dobbs. Is that the official name now, Dobbs on South? Yes, it is. That's exactly it. To keep the Dobbs name at all is a really a big thing. It like, is, and that's cool. Come out. It'll be awesome. It will be fun. Rock and roll. You're going to hang out with both of us. No, just him. I'm, I'm, I'm too good for you. I'm not hanging out with any of you. That's fucked up. If you bring my book, I'll sign it. I mean, can you imagine? I'm like 20 bucks for the signature. Could you imagine me having the balls to do that? I would never do that. Do it. Put it up there with your merch. Dude, if <laughs> <laughs> Vex signed book, $100. Yeah. $20 on the side. 
This would be a total piece of shit. I'll, and I'll even write it to you. Actually, if you sign it and you like autograph it to someone, it's not worth any money. Really? Yeah, it's like it's like a famous guy's like you know to Dave, yeah. you know, love Gene Simmons or some shit. You can't sell it, but if he just signs Gene Simmons, you can sell it. That's weird. It is weird. It's a whole fucking industry. It's so stupid. It makes no sense to me. I don't know what. I've never wanted any person's autograph ever. My friend has David Bowie's autograph. I don't want his autograph. And I gotta tell you. I'm a little impressed because now he's dead. Yeah. And I think about it. I'm like, I don't know, man. You got Bowie's autograph. And that's Robert Phillips. He met him when he was like fucking 16 downtown. I, I, I'd rather just have been able to meet David Bowie. Like, that would have been cooler. He did meet David Bowie. I know, but he just got him to sign something. Well, right? what, you just know. No, 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 no. You said meet David Bowie would have been cooler. Yeah. He met him and he signed something. I would like to have that time to ask him a question or two. He did. Did he? Did he have uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 164 of the Vex on Vex podcast. The Vex on Vex podcast is available on the Podbean application on your phone under the Loud and Loaded Network. Dave, thank you for your time. Always a pleasure, sir. January, what is it? 14th. 14th. Bob's on set. See you there. This is Vex X and Dave telling you, stay frosty. <laughs>